Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm a little down. Oh, what's the matter, buddy? I'm Boyd. I'm Jordan Mortis, boy detective. Here to here to cheer up the big guy. I call you the big guy now, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take it. Well, what's going on? Lay it on me. I mean, obviously, we've we've all been going through a lot. Um, Not and me. I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard others are. People are having a tough time, apparently. I'm thriving. Okay. Um, I think just the main thing that's going on with me is I've been putting a lot of work into self-care lately. Okay. And, Sounds you know, good so far. Like the the first, you know six months of all this, I, I really had to focus on my family. And then I, I've been right. building up my self-care routine. So and like, I just, um, like new butt plug or? Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's, the, here's the, here's the problem that I'm having. I'm yeah. just starting to feel like you miss your no matter, butt plug. <laughs> no matter how much baby blood I drink, I'll never control show business. Oh, I see. I you see. Know, I feel yeah. like it's so hard to get the blood. It doesn't taste great. Yeah, you're just I drink chugging it blood. Every single day, and I still yeah. haven't even gotten, you know, I've been trying to push a reboot of uh, IFC's The Grid. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot of The Grid nostalgia out there. Yeah. Um, all these, all these, all these grid kids are grown up, you know, yeah. they're grown up and they've got little grid kids of their own. The, speaking of nostalgia, I've been trying to push a reboot of History Channel's Christmas Through the Decades because there's been three Christmases, maybe even four since that aired on television. It seems like a great opportunity to revisit it for, for nostalgists. Yeah. I'll just bring it up for, you know, people who are maybe from a different generation. You're, you're listing TV projects that you have been involved with. The uh, short-lived IFC recommendation show, The Grid, and also a History Channel one where you commented on Christmas clips, right? Uh, It was uh, commented on Christmas phenomena, such as the Pet Rock. Gotcha. Yeah. I had to explain to them that I was not alive at the time and check in if that was okay. (laughs) So you are so you you wanna you wanna revive these like um, you know it's revival mania out there on all the streamers uh, Frasier Saved by the Bell Punky Brewster right and I uh, also wrote a spec for that one episode of Comedy Bang Bang where I had three lines so you're trying to revive one particular episode of Comedy Bang Bang that's what I'm thinking I mean I just the the goal of this is to get a little heat you know yeah. the goal of the baby blood drinking right so. But I mean, it sounds like you actually did some writing too. So I mean, that's good. I mean, you can't just be the you gotta you attack this on multiple fronts. So it's good that you're uh, chugging the BB. What my goal is, you know, I took a look at what drinking the baby blood did for Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, he got that big overall deal at Netflix. Yeah, he's doing um, great. Daughter got a writing gig, so it trickles down. It trickles down to the family members. Yeah, so that's sort of that's sort of what I'm what I'm shooting for. Um, my, my daughter actually, uh, wants a writing job on Santa Jaws too. So, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just, it's like, I keep knocking them back. I don't know. Hold on. Maybe I can, maybe I can, sorry. I don't want to, I don't want to explain here. That's the last thing I want to do on the show, but the baby blood you've been drinking, it's, it is human, right? It's human baby blood. 
Gosh. Um, well, I buy it on Craigslist. I'm thinking back. So you don't um, see them. You don't see them drain it. You're just getting a bag from a dude in a parking lot. How is the? How are you? No, the blood? I I go to the guy's house and I meet him at his huge pile of dead baby koalas. <sighs> Jesse, I think what's going on. And again, I'm. It's in his backyard. It's like sort of in a pyramid shape. <sighs> yeah, I think this might be baby koala blood, and that that doesn't do jack shit for for showbiz. Hmm. Jeez, you know what? It how? But it's it does. funny because guess what? Hmm. I was so upset. I kept emailing my agent Josh Lindgren at CAA, mm-hmm. and he, I said, "It set, at least set me up on a general." The only general I got was with Yahoo Serious. Boy, yeah. I mean, I that that would explain it. I think you probably will do well with Australian celebrities. Yeah. Yahoo Serious, Paul Hogan. Hugh Jackman, he's that's a legit. He's got some pull. Jackman brought me in for a dance audition. Oh yeah, well, how you, it's good that you have so many dance belts. Yeah, true. It's good that you have that closet full of dance belts. <laughs> so here's what you need to do, Jesse. I think you're on the right track. You just need to adjust the plan a little bit. Instead of yeah. drinking so much baby koala blood, you need to find some baby human. American human. Make sure that's important. Make sure it's a baby American blood. And I think once you once you pound a couple of pints of that, you should be you should be good to go. You'll be rebooting the grid. You'll be re- rebooting the one episode of uh, Comedy Bang Bang you were on. Um, yeah. What about the, the, the local the for local commercial for College of Art? There you design. go. Everybody's clamoring for for they they want to know about that character. They're like, the remember that y- that classic yield curve line. What's, remember the yield curve, Dave. What's he up to twenty years later? Yeah, this could be your old man Logan. It could be like grittier. You know, your character's oh, been like yeah. locked away. Do you away. think I could get Patrick Stewart for it? Yeah, I think Patrick Stewart would do it. Yeah, I think he would. I think he could. Would I would give him the part where he with a guy who says. Remember the yield curve, Dave. Mm. Yeah, he'd you know? be great at that. He'd bring a lot of gravitas to that. Um, we have a guest on the program, uh, and he is—he—he he has his microphone so low, so physically low that he is leaning in to this podcast like some sort of mother executive. I think that's what those books were about. That book was about being a mother and an executive leaning in. Is that what that was? Hard to say. Uh, he's one of the hosts of the Flop House. He is a, a television writer for a a new television program just announced. Yeah, that's right. It's got a premiere date. It's Very similar, but an actual an actual term. Past past uh, head writer of the Daily Show and Mystery Science Theater three thousand and. Uh, our friend in Eagle Rock, Elliot Kalin. Hey guys. Hey, it's Elliot. Hey, thanks for having me. I I, I appreciate your calling out that I'm using a a low child size table because <laughs> I was not able to get my standing desk in here uh, in time. I do need to get a bigger grown up desk for the garage if I'm going to slowly turn it into my uh my you know independent podcast studio. Hey, but uh, this is this is fun for the listener at home. Little drinking game: drink every time you hear Elliot's penis brush up against the mic. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be drunk. You'll be drunk twenty minutes in. 
<laughs> Elliot is recording inside of his completely, I mean, this is, uh, we're grateful for this. He's recording inside of his completely uninsulated garage, uh, which I, well, it's not completely, I've been in there. It's not completely uninsulated. The walls are lined with Elliot's books, but uh, other than that, uninsulated. Um, so if it sounds like he's recording in a cave, that's why. But he's cold. He's done it for us. I, look, I'm so glad that you guys brought me on so you could attack the infrastructure of my house and just just <laughs> roast the roast the uh, unfinished garage that I, I've only lived in the house for like a little more than a year, year and a half. So it's not like. But you're right. I should have had it turned into a uh, into a, a condo for that extra second yeah. income. You know, at this point, we're using uh, we're using uh, Zoom for this recording. We don't typically use Zoom for recording. We're uh, we're trying it out, seeing how mm-hmm. it works. And now I think more, um, you know, more roasts about the guests' appearance <laughs> and houses. I just, the, yeah, the, I it was early. It was early today that uh, that I was asked, "Hey, can you can you come in and be on the show tonight?" And I never realized that it was an elaborate prank to for the for the <laughs> the Elliot Kalin's roast of his house. <laughs> hey, Elliot, how come you don't have a nice print behind you like Jordan does? Uh, what are you doing in that garage? It's, okay, it's a good point. I have not hung any nice prints on my garage door, which, again, has to open to allow my car to leave yeah. and enter. Hey, hey, Elliot, you know what they say in the roast zone? You gotta get a print! <laughs> <laughs> RZ, baby! Yeah. Yeah. Class. Keep it tuned to Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> With your host, uh... Garrett Morris? Probably, yes. Reliable, huge with, with, with the fans, just as big as he was in the late 70s. Yeah, yeah. sure. Actually, the one to the right is a print. The one uh, to the left is an original. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Gorgeous work. Jordan's, Jordan's got artwork behind him. All Elliot's got is some segmented door. <laughs> again, I will start hanging art on the segmented garage door that, again, has to, literally has to lift up in segments so that I can, you know, bring my vehicle in and out to charge it. Uh, it's an electric vehicle. It works would on it, electricity. Would it be funny if Elliot, uh, like, came out in the morning, like, to, like, drive or to get something from the garage and his car was recording a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's called Car Talk. No one's using that name anymore. <laughs> Car's saying a lot of problematic things. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. They, they, uh, if I turned my my computer slightly and you saw that just out of range is like a beautiful finished kind of like lounge. <laughs> like with a, with, a, with, a, with a bar set up and everything. And, but, I've got, but I've got it pointed so it looks like just an empty garage full of uh, files, cardboard boxes, my urban worm bag, of course, where I throw my uh, food refuse to feed to my worms. Do you have urban worms? Is that, is that true? I do. It's a thing called the Urban Worm Bag, uh, and I'm very happy with their product. I'm happy to endorse it if they want to pr- uh, promote my own podcast. Uh, and it is a kind of plastic frame that has a big bag hanging from it. You got to get the worms separately. Doesn't come with the worms, Hold but uh, inside, <laughs> inside, I've got a whole colony of worms Whoa. that I throw my, uh, you know, my blended uh, excess vegetable matter oh. into. And they and they produce for me high quality dirt casings. Not enough to fill a garden box, but enough that I feel like I, I am getting. I wasn't totally ripped off by buying the bag, you know. So wait, so where did so did where do you get the worms? There's a guy on Craigslist. Yeah, there's a guy on Craigslist. He calls them koala worms, and they they look like koalas, but he calls them worms. Anyway, they're in a bag. They're very angry. Uh, there's a there's a 
there's a worm. I forget the name of the worm farm, but there's a worm farm in it, and they send it to you in the mail, and you get a you get just a box of worms, and you dump them in there, and you just got to keep them fed. Throw a lot of bedding in there, which basically just means paper. I was going to recycle anyway that I shred up. And uh, at this point, it's what I we have two pets in the house. We have my son's fish, and we have these worms. Elliot, are these worms or hamsters? Uh. Worms are the ones that run around in the little wheels, Yes, right? that's correct. So these <laughs> okay. are worms. Got it. Furry. They drink out of a bottle. Yeah, gluck, gluck, yeah. Gluck, gluck, yeah. Gluck. yeah, the little, yeah, the little b- ball bearing in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do your, do you, how do your kids feel about the worms? Are they interacting with them at all? They love them. They love to see them. Today we removed, this is very boring, but today we removed some worms from the bag to put in our planting box to help the soil be enriched there. And they were very excited to see the worms and do the thing kids do where they like touch a worm for a second and go, ew, and then they touch it again and go, ew. Great for the worm's self-esteem. I'm sure the worm loves it. <laughs> to have a kid just poking at it going, ew. Yeah. I have a segmented body and it's beautiful. Each segment is beautiful. Each segment of my body. Can I just say, I love my segmented wife. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I was young, my friends used to make fun of me because I was into girls with segments. <laughs> but now... Do we all remember the curvy wife guy? Everybody remembers curvy wife yeah, guy, curvy right? curvy wife guy. Look yeah. up curvy wife curvy guy. Curvy wife guy. Anyway, my, my, my wife got chopped in half, so now I'm in a thruple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a magic trick gone wrong. Sorry about that. My wife got eaten by a bass. Uh, Elliot, what are you what are you growing in this planting box? Uh, I forgot what we plant. Oh, uh, scallions. Oh, sure. We planted some and like uh, you know different you know green beans and that kind of stuff. You know your basic planter box crops. Did you propagate the scallions Cristela Alonso style? Because Cristela came on this show and she taught us all about uh, growing vegetables out of your dead vegetables. No, but we should do that because we certainly got a lot of cauliflower plants that are done. Yeah. They are not producing any more cauliflower, and it's time to make use of those. What is amazing, this is this is what uh, all all my children and I did the first six months of quarantine. All my children, my mom's favorite soap opera? Yeah, it was, it was me and the characters from all my children. Uh, Erica Kane. Sorry, I sh- you know the characters. I so let's all, let's all, we all know them. Let's all go around the horn and list the characters <laughs> all, from all my children. Elliot, Let, you name already, our favorite AMCs. Elliot, you already went. Erica Kane. Now yeah. I'll go. The one I definitely know. Uh, Bob Humpton. Sure. <laughs> uh, He's always trying to get his hands on those oil derricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, AM Children. Yes, uh, AM Children. That's the yeah. one I know. Arthur Murray Children. Yeah. And of course... The, and of course, and of course, the great Gazinks, who's the magician that it turns out has brought them all to life. Sure. Yeah. And the rest. <laughs> uh, if you have the stump of a lettuce, you know the lettuce. You know when you cut off the leaves of the lettuce, there's a stump there. Yep. Always. I, I'm I'm so used to it. I eat a lot of salads in pandemic times. You can, so, and I'm always cutting my own lettuce. Left of those stumps. You can propagate that, and new lettuce grows right out of it. It is bananas. Really? All you have to do is put it in a little shallow bowl with some water. It is crazy that it works, but it totally works. And and green onions, scallions, they do that like in two weeks. It is crazy. Mm. Now, like at the end of all that, you just have like a very thin scallion. So it's not like that <laughs> useful per se, <laughs> but it is amazing uh, how nature works. 
You know what I mean? But it does bring you it does bring you into the into the exciting and elite world of competitive scallion thinness. <laughs> <laughs> you know at what? Some, at some point, I love, I love my, my thin curvy scallion. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine an eccentric billionaire showing up at your door and saying, I heard you had the thinnest of scallions. <laughs> and he looks at it and he goes, Ex- exquisite, I must have it. Scallions as thin as the prophecy foretold. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'll give. You, I'll pay you $40,000 for it. For a scallion? Yeah, sure. And as he walks out, he goes, the fool. I would have paid him thrice as much. <laughs> and then he gets hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's too busy lovingly yeah. looking at the scallion as he crosses the street. Yeah, let that be a lesson, kids. Look both ways. Do not be obsessed with a scallion. And then at the end, Sam Spade explains everything that happened, but you still kind of don't follow, like a little bit don't follow, <laughs> even though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliot, you mentioned salad eating. How you dressing up these salads? How you making these things mm. good to eat? Okay, I'll tell you my secret, basic, norm core. Basic bitch salad recipe that will guarantee everyone understands that I'm as white as I appear to be. That uh, it's, what, lettuce, cucumbers, Caesar dressing, cut-up chicken, croutons. There you go. That's what I'm eating for lunch almost every day. Huh, yeah. Go ahead. That's a great— Rate me on the scale of Caucasian. <laughs> that's, a, Am I... that's a rock-solid— I'll tell you guys, I don't mean to brag. Mm. I went to, let's just say, a popular warehouse club store— uh, a company where cost is never an Porn issue. Porn barn? <laughs> Porn barn. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, it's Lane Bryant. Um, <laughs> I, I went to this popular warehouse store and I bought, I'm going to say, a 32-ounce container of ranch powder. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, hidden, like, a, like Hidden Valley ranch powder? Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is really like it's like the size of a jug of orange juice or something. Okay, and it is so much ranch powder, and so I have been making ranch at home, uh, and I do it by combining this ranch powder, this industrial strength ranch powder, uh, with buttermilk and homemade mayonnaise because I figured out how to make mayonnaise an easy way, uh, which is. You know, you guys know about my passion for high low. Mm. You know, I'm a, I'm running a regular momofuku in my sure. uh, in my kitchen there with the handmade uh, mayonnaise powder ranch, uh, and I have a little chive plant. I'll put some fresh chives in there and a little fresh garlic. This is a great salad, and I have come to the opinion that uh, it doesn't matter how much ranch you put on lettuce because you're eating salad for lunch. Mm. Yeah, it's That's interesting. My health you, tip. It's interesting you mentioned that ranch powder. It reminds me of uh, I went to uh, Guy Fieri's bachelor party and we chopped it up and did it like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> we got so fucked up. Uh, oh, hey guys! Hmm. I almost forgot to mention this. Uh, I wrote a quiz for you two. Do you guys oh. want to take a quiz? Yeah, I would love to. I love taking quizzes. That sounds like something that could go in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Does it take time? <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'll provide some idea of structure. Sure. Yeah. Um, Elliot, I know you love quizzes. You competed on Jeopardy recently and did, did very well for yourself. I had I had the, the slight misfortune of being on Jeopardy uh, during the reign of a guy who was kind of a Jeopardy machine. And I have since been watching the more recent episodes that have aired and been like, oh, why couldn't I have been on this episode consistently? So, I, so please, listeners, do not judge my appearance on Jeopardy as the extent of my quiz knowledge. I am very much, again, a white guy. I want to make sure everyone knows that I know a lot of stuff <laughs> and that in other circumstances I would have known the most stuff. Yeah. So it's interesting. You, Elliot, you were on so close to uh, other past Jordan Jesse Go guest, Andy Wood. Did you watch Andy's Jeopardy appearances at all? You know what? I don't think so. Ah, anyway, um, it was great. It's great that we've had so many past guests also go on Jeopardy. So I think uh, yeah. everybody get on Twitter, hashtag go on Jeopardy Fairbanks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Fairbanks get him on Jeopardy. Jeopardy. If the questions are about drawing or snowboarding mm -hmm. fairbanks is ready uh or theming giving uh putting artificial turf in your bedroom that's something uh fairbanks did they could have a category they have some very specific that's categories and yeah. they could all go Sometimes. under potpourri right so all this stuff could <laughs> yeah, be I'm sure. it's all they're all they're all yeah, it's all notable quotables or whatever i finished third on jeopardy it's because i spent all my time studying potpourri uh, I found out that that oh, is just sort of an omnibus, right, yeah. you know, it's kind of dry yeah, flowers that you put in the say. bathroom. Yeah, I learned so much <laughs> about it. Uh, Elliot, what's the pre-show like at Jeopardy? Is there a green room with snacks? I mean, obviously things probably different because of COVID, but like uh, because of because of COVID, the pre-show for us was that we sat in the audience of the Wheel of Fortune set which was draped in plastic. Oh, boy. And uh, the best thing about it was that where the wheel clearly was, because it was an enormous wheel covered in plastic, there was a sign that said, do not uncover wheel under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> which made me believe that somebody had tried to be like, it There's was a circumstance. I had to uncover the wheel. <laughs> there were circumstances. <laughs> Hello, it is I, a mad scientist. <laughs> I'll destroy the city of New York if you do not uncover the wheel. <laughs> What can we do? We said under no circumstances, but this is this is a pretty straight. Oh, there goes the city. Too late. Your episode, Elliot, was hosted by a past Jordan Jesse Go guest, uh, Ken Jennings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very. Mm -hmm. It's it interesting. Very lovely. Very funny man. It's. I thought I did a good it's job. It's interesting that you know, just given all these connections, there were no questions about Jordan Jesse Go. You would think that yeah. there would have been. I mean, I don't want to say a whole category, but at least Ken a usually daily works double. a few in. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, I don't have any control over that. As a contestant, I had no control over what the categories were, or else I wouldn't have had geography be the final Jeopardy on no, my fuck episode. Fuck me, I was yeah, geographies. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where the states are. Basically, Elliot. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to be rude, but isthmus. Sorry, sorry, buddy. It was isthmus. Mm, it's usually isthmus. Yeah. Here's the thing with here's that the, actually the answers were the answer was Monaco and uh, Algeria because there were a ton of questions on my episode that had two answers attached yeah. to them which was kind of I mean I, and I got a couple of them but it seemed like they were making us do extra work yeah <laughs> seems cruel How, well they were like what were the, they had, at one point I had to name the capitals of both the Eastern and Western Roman Empire everyone knows that it's Roman Constantinople but it was like it was very it was like why do I have to give two answers for this thing give me a question with one answer in it. Yeah, I can understand that. Well, guys, uh, oh, speaking of yeah. extra work. Elliot can redeem himself here with this equally prestigious quiz. The good news about mm -hmm. uh, this quiz is, you know, in Jeopardy, uh, you know, you have to answer in the form of a question. 
Uh, but this is a simple multiple choice quiz that I've written. Uh, so uh, I know, Elliot, Jordan, I know you're both huge sports fans. This is a sports quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elliot, since since you're the guest here, do, do you want to go first? I will. I'm a kind of a sportsman. I've been known to indulge in the most dangerous game. So, yeah. <laughs> Lawn darts? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this quiz is called Which of These is a Utility Player for the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders mm. baseball team? Okay. So that's so that's not the question. That's the quiz. The title. That's the quiz title. And Brian, play that theme music. Thank you. Okay. So welcome to <laughs> which of these is a utility player for the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders? Uh, Jesse, I don't think, baseball team. I don't think the theme music should be "Let It Be." I think we're gonna get sued. <laughs> and Brian. <laughs> Play the theme music. (laughs) All right. Okay, so uh, all you have to do, I'm going to give you uh, a variety of choices, Elliot. All you have to do is pick which of your choices is a utility player for the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders baseball team. Now, that's not the Texas A&M Aggies. This is Texas A&M Corpus Christi, Mm -hmm. their mascot, the Islanders. Are you ready, Elliot? I will never be ready for this one, so yes, let's do it. Here are your choices. Gunner Triggs, Shot Hunter, <laughs> Deer Deadsley, Leif Erickson, Tree Brownbark Jr., Tree Brownbark Third, Blimpus R. Dirigible, Calamity Gannon, Salamander Cannon, Franz Fanon, author of The Wretched of the Earth. Sure, sure, yeah. Famous sociologist, yeah. Revolutionary thinker, yeah. Scratch Rashley, Itchy Burtz, (laughs) Nut Barber, Bat Masterson, Dusty Six Guns, Chaps Wagon. (laughs) I like that you had a real real Old West figure (laughs) followed by a couple of fakey Old West figures. (laughs) Provo, Utah, John (laughs) Downdike, G. Quarterly, (laughs) Harper Bazaar. Highlights F. Children, Kurt Stiffsley, Stump Bortles, Flarp Blimsberg, Cheese Nip Snack Cracker, Jonathan Leggett, Striker to the Line, Uncle Murda, Scooter Butts, Richard Dick Buttcheek, Farty Toots. Flapjack, stink poo, butthole, diarrhea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one name or two names or three names? Stink poo, butthole, diarrhea. Butthole being is, like a nickname? His yeah, butthole given nickname. name is stink poo. <laughs> stink poo. <laughs> his family name is diarrhea. diarrhea his... Butthole is how he's known on the playground or to his teammates. Right. Because of his surfing. Yeah. Uh, and the family name was Diarrhewitz, but they changed it to sound less Jewish. <laughs> On Ellis Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to give him a name that everyone can spell. Mm. Right, right, right. Mm. Um, do you want me to... I mean, I'm glad to read them again if you need me to read them again. I'm, part of me wants you to read them again, 
Uh, sure, that's Gunnar Triggs, Shot Hunter, Deer Deadsley, Leif Erickson, Tree Brownbark Jr., Tree Brownbark III, Blimpus R. Dirigible, Calamity Gannon, Salamander Cannon, Franz Fanon, of course, the author of The Wretched of the Earth. <laughs> that would be their full name. Oh, so that's yeah. the, I thought that was a description. That's the name. Yes. The full Scratch name is Franz Fanon. Rashly. The author of The Wretched Itchy of the Burtz, Earth. Nut Barber, Bat <laughs> Masterson, Dusty Six Guns, Chaps Wagon, Provo, Utah, John Downdike, G. Quarterly, Harper Bazaar, Highlights F. Children, <laughs> Kurt Stiffsley, Stump Bortles, Flarp Blimsberg, Cheesenip Snack Cracker, Jonathan Leggett, Stryker to the Line, Uncle Murda, Scooter Butts, mm-hmm. Richard Dick Buttcheek, Farty Toots Flapjack, <laughs> or Stink Poo Butthole Diarrhea. Elliot, the question is to you. Which of these is a utility player for the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders baseball team? The first one, which is Gunnar Triggs. Yeah, I'm glad I, I, we went through it a second time. I'm going to say the first one. I'm checking, I'm checking the records here. You, sir, are incorrect. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, Elliot. The question oh, goes now to yes. Jordan Morris. Oh, boy. Uh, Jordan, do you need to hear those I names do, yes. one more time, or are you ready? One more time. Yeah, so that's Gunnar... <laughs> Gunner Triggs, Shot Hunter, Deer Deadsley, Leif Erickson, Tree Brownbark Jr., Tree Brownbark III, Blimpus R. Dirigible, Calamity Gannon, Salamander Cannon, Franz Fanon, of course, the author of The Wretched of the Earth, from Martinique, Scratch Rashley, Itchy Burtz. Nut Barber, Bat Masterson, Dusty Six Guns, Chaps Wagon, Provo, Utah, John Downdike, G. Quarterly, Harper Bazaar, Highlights F. Children, Kurt Stiffsley, Stump Bortles, <laughs> Flarp Blimsberg, Cheesenip Snack Cracker, Jonathan Leggett, Striker to the Line, Uncle Murda, Scooter Butts, Richard Dick Buttcheek, Farty Toots Flapjack, or Stink Poo Butthole Diarrhea. I'm going to say Bat Masterson. <laughs> Bat Masterson. I'm checking the records here, and you are ah, incorrect. Bummer. I guess we'll never know who is a utility player for the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders baseball team thanks for competing elliot and jordan and congratulations on losing big time in front of all your well friends. at least we get a copy of the home game huh yeah i mean that's it we both lost so in a way we tied which means we both won and i don't know that all my friends listen <laughs> they to do. Jordan and jesse they Kelly. do I apologize that's you yeah know, they do most uh, of them Dan does. most of them yeah yeah so they all do <laughs> that's, that's 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 all of them yeah all right Stuart and i are more work acquaintances yeah well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know Jordan. Yes, I do. Here's... <laughs> <laughs> End of segment. <laughs> uh, Jordan, if you see Jordan... Um, uh, you know, Jordan, every episode of Jordan, Jesse Go is brought to you by the members of MaximumFun.org. I mean, the Max Fun Drive is just, just over the hill. Yeah. I can just about make out its outline through the, the waves of the heat off of the asphalt. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. We're going to have to, we're going to do some fun shit. It's going to be a blast. We're going to be a good time. I mean, we've got cheese, cheese show that's going to be there and who knows what the hell else, you know? One time we bought a boat. Sure. Will will we buy a boat again? Almost certainly not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Remember, remember when we bought the boat? So we bought a boat to record a show on MacArthur Park Lake. We didn't buy like a yacht. We bought a paddle boat. It was like two hundred dollars or one hundred fifty dollars, something like that. We sent Brian to Orange County to pick it up, and uh, he brought it. We put it in the lake. We recorded a podcast. Turns out it's really hard to podcast and pedal a boat at mm-hmm. the same time. And then, so it was real bad, real bad podcast. And then we got back to the shore. And do you remember the moment, Jordan, when we had to reckon with what do we do with this boat? Yeah. I just, <laughs> that was... I just ran away. <laughs> Jordan just booked it in the opposite yeah. direction. I, I had a car there that I just left. We listed it. We listed it on Craigslist for free. Somebody came and got it. It was it was great. Anyway, uh, Max Fun Drive around the corner, and of course, the Max Max Fun Drive is always the primary supporter of this program and all the shows at Maximum Fun. But this week, we're also supported by our friends at Manscaped. Uh, you know, Manscaped. We like to keep it tight, whether it's downtown or around the corner. <laughs> you know, where fudges <laughs> where the fudges made. Yeah. <laughs> we like to keep it clean and clean and and sleek. Sure, you know, we don't buff it up. You no. know, this isn't a. Uh, I was going to say a golf ball, but it's it's not a bowling ball situation. This is more like we just keep it neat. And and you know what else? Not just not just down the bottom and around the corner, but also up the schnoz and in the ear hole. Sure. <laughs> Do you have areas? Let's <laughs> yeah. hear. If you're listening to this show, I know you've got areas. And I'm sorry yeah. if that's a little bit personal, but um, I think I'm confident in saying that if you're listening to this show, you have areas. And if if those areas have hair, the best tools for the job, the job being taking care of that hair, uh, those tools absolutely come from our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. It doesn't matter if you're in Dubai. It doesn't matter if you're in Singapore. It doesn't matter if you're in Cape Town. Across the world, everyone knows Manscaped, the nose-snipping company. Yeah, I mean, listen, when, you, when, you, when you're getting up there age-wise, hairs start coming out of holes. They just yeah. do. It's, it's, it's the natural. reality of the situation. We don't mean to scare you, but it's yeah. just what happens. It's natural, it's beautiful, but it's also fucking gross so yeah here's what you'd want to do <laughs> snip it down baby if you want to snip it down uh head over to manscaped what they've got is called the performance package it is the yeah. ultimate men's hygiene bundle and no- number one overall seed this season yeah that's right it's march madness it's march for madness. our nose and ear hair 
Uh, if you get can this I say package, Jordan? Yes. I, can I tell you? Yeah. So this package has the ear and nose hair trimmer, the intimate parts trimmer, and the uh, products to care for the skincare products for your personal parts. And uh, all these are all these are lovely. Can I tell you what I like about the the trimmers? Please do specifically waterproof. Yeah, you can use them in the shower. I love to care for myself in the shower. In it's a little something called self care. In many ways, whether it's yeah. you know, shaving, you'll uh, drink a really nice cup of coffee. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Single origin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also I like to do grooming stuff in the shower, and the fact that you can take those manscaped tools into the shower, it's a total game changer. I love it. Uh, if if you get that uh, ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the performance package. Uh, you get two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code JJGO at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code JJGO. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. <laughs> Drexel Dragons, am I right, Jordan? Hey, Speaking of holes, yeah. I, know, I know a cereal with a hole in the middle that I think is delicious. That's right. It is Magic Spoon. If you're trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, unhealthy food, uh, you might think you can't eat any of the good stuff anymore. That is not true. Uh, Magic Spoon uh, it's a great cereal, like the stuff you used to eat when you were a kid. It's got zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs, and only 140 calories in each serving. My favorite one is peanut butter. Peanut butter is delish. I just polished off the Frosted box. I've been working on Frosted myself. It's Frosted's very nice. Good. Frosted's good. Uh, Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Uh, Jesse, I got the. I I have developed the sweet tooth to end all sweet tooths, and uh, mm. and uh, it's it's really something serious. And I'm so glad I got Magic Spoon in the house because uh, if I if I'm if I'm, I'm tempted by those delicious donuts and cakes, pixie the Instagram that you keep pixie on strips, hand. pixie sticks, yeah, the hard stuff, fucking junk, horse, yeah. <laughs> pixie sticks. You just bury your face in a sack of brown yeah, sugar. If it weren't for worst. that magic spoon, magic spoon really is like what. What's amazing about it to me is it's it's actually not made with grain. So like the cereal and cereal normally is cereal grains. Magic Spoon is made with milk protein, which means uh, that it is, and I don't know how they make it so it stays crunchy in milk, because it totally does. Uh, maybe the milk in the bowl is like, sees the Magic Spoon and knows that it's been classed up a little, like it used to be milk, but now it's cereal, and they yeah. sort of stay away from each other a little. But anyway, it really tastes good. <laughs> I really, like, uh, I've been really enjoying the Frosted. The peanut butter, as I said, was my favorite. Uh, my kids... Liked eating the fruity flavor. My wife liked the cocoa flavor. She, I mean, I can't eat the chocolate, but my wife can, and uh, she, she, that was her favorite. Uh, there's also limited edition flavors: cookies and cream and maple waffle. This month, you can uh, you can build your own box uh, with all of those flavors we mentioned. And if you go to magicspoon.com/jjgo. You can grab the cookies and cream, the maple waffle, a custom blend of any cereals you want. 
Uh, Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. And be sure to use our promo code, JJGO, to check out uh, at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magicspoon.com slash JJGO and use the code JJGO to save $5. Great boxes with mazes on the back. I, they don't have that in the copy. They should. Can I tell you something I like about this? Hmm. You order your cereal mail order from Magic Spoon. Yeah. Use the code JJGO, magicspoon.com slash JJGO. Yeah. In times like these, you don't want to have to take a special trip to the cereal store. No. Save, your, <laughs> save yourself that trip to the cereal-only store. Yeah. Uh, magicspoon.com slash JJGO. JJGO at checkout. Thank you, Magic Spoon. You don't want to have to go all the way to the Mall of America to go to yeah. the cereal store. Uh, a lot of great people have gotten in contact with me to tell me that they have pre-ordered the Bubble graphic novel from their local indie bookshop or comic book shop, and I just wanted to shout out some of those great shops now. Let's hear them, baby. Silver Unicorn Books in West Acton, Massachusetts, in general, Massachusetts fucking destroying this, by the way. Yeah, uh, high levels of education in that state. Powell's in Portland. I just want to point out how amazing it is that we've had probably like five people from Portland say they've pre-ordered, and this is the first one from Powell's. Yeah, the literally the most famous bookstore in the United States. But it's there. You can pre-order Bubble from Powell's. Yeah, uh, great bookstore, too. It, it earns its name. Every time I visit, I'm like, hey, Powell's, way to deliver. Uh, Max Bax Books in uh, Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Uh, down downbound books in Cincinnati, Ohio. A couple of Ohio's. That's nice that people are reserving the book in addition to going to Wario's Beef and Pork. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Street Books in Petersburg, Ontario. Analog Books in uh, Lethbridge, Alberta. Mm. Uh, book Culture in New York, New York. Volumes mm. Book Cafe in Chicago. Uh, Little Village Toy and Bookshop in Littleton, New Hampshire. Writer's Block in Las Vegas. Burke's Bookstore in Memphis, Tennessee. Ada's Technical Books in Seattle, Washington. I, uh, <laughs> I like they, that. Yeah, me too. I looked at their website. They does seem to be mainly for technical books. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you're going to need them. You work up, you, you work up there in, in Seattle at, uh, you know, that, that uh, Paul Allen Rock and Roll Museum. Uh, Pegasus Books in Berkeley, California. Midtown Scholar in Harrisburg, PA. Boulder Bookstore, you guessed it, it's in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, Parnassus in Nashville, Tennessee. I thought Tennessee. it was just a store that sells books about boulders. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm, although I'm sure they have some books about boulders. but Probably it's, a couple. Probably a couple. Uh, Parnassus in Nashville. Books, Inc. in Campbell, California. Books are Magic from uh, Brooklyn. T okay. Tubby and Cocos from New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, let's be clear, that's a bar. Yeah, it's got one hundred percent. You could probably at least get a hurricane to go at Tubby and Coco's. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Tubby and Coos, Tubby and Coos. I said that wrong. It still uh, Jordan, sounds like a can bar. I can I Joke clarify what I said? Yeah, that's yeah. still a bar. Yeah, <laughs> Tubby and Coos in New Orleans, uh, Monroe's Books in Victoria, B.C., Electric City Comets in Schenectady, New York, and The Escapist in Berkeley. Uh, great shops all, and thank you everybody who's doing this. It's 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 really awesome. It's uh, it, it's great that you're supporting Bubble, and it's great that you're supporting your local indie bookshop. Can I say something? 
You a may. lot of people, there's a lot of people out there who are probably on the uh, book-based social media website, Goodreads. You know yes. this, you know this website, right, Jordan? It's like where you go uh, to uh, object to there being children's books uh, about uh, gender identity. That's just my experience with it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know, but sure, that sounds correct. Yeah. Um, but no, Goodreads is a great place to find out about uh, what books you like. And one of the ways that they that they figure out what books to highlight on Goodreads or recommend to people on Goodreads is before a book comes out, there's a there's a button you can click that's called like I want to read that or I'm looking. What, what is it called? Yeah, again? it just says Jordan? want to read. Um, yeah. I actually just started using Goodreads myself. I'm on there if you want to follow me. I'm going to be uh, trying to talk a little bit more about books I'm reading. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, that's actually a big deal. Uh, Goodreads is a popular site. Uh, I would wager that we have some Goodreads power users in the audience. Yeah, I think that seems fair. You know how there's Yelp elite people? I bet we have whatever the Goodreads version of that is listening. Yeah. Just don't just go on there and say Bubble doesn't have enough parking spots. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because that's a big problem on Yelp. Uh, Yeah, so go and find Bubble. Click on I want to read that. And I'm going to tell the truth here, Jordan. I think a lot of our listeners are looking forward to reading Bubble. But you don't have to. You, this is you don't have to actually be looking. For, you might don't have to actually want to read Bubble. Yeah, uh, you know, to click on that goddamn button, just do it for <laughs> do it for us. Do the I click. Mean, Listen, you should geez, read just it. Do it's the really fucking good. click. We worked hard, but yeah, if you if if you're not gonna buy the thing, at least click the fucking want to read. That how hard is it? How it's not hard. It's click, not. Click, 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 click. You got a machine right there next to your computer that's just for clicking. Yeah. Listen, you're clicking all all day on pornographic videos. Yeah. What? Quit clicking on on porno vids. Yeah. And click on the want to read button on Bubble. And you know what? How about this? Why not click on both? Find you a click that can do both. Sure. Yes. There's a way to double click once on want to read on Goodreads for Bubble yeah. and then once on, uh, uh, yeah, uh, hot stepmom <laughs> gets more than she bargained for. <laughs> Where is she bargaining? <laughs> 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 at an outdoor bazaar of some kind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I want to read bubbles, she says. <laughs> you can't. I just sell baskets, ma'am. <laughs> you'll have to you'll <laughs> you'll have to go to Tubby and Coos in New Orleans. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elliot Kalen, good for what ails you. Yeah, that's fun. That's that's a little fun, Jordan. Yeah. Hey, Elliot, <laughs> thanks for curing my bloody stool. <laughs> As advertised, good for what ails you. We should point out, uh, now I know on Zoom the physical comedy that's happening. Uh, Elliot did some finger guns while he did that. Really uh, really added a lot. Really juiced it. <laughs> he gave us a take as well. I mean, a really st- solid face take. 
Yeah, that's a, Ma- that's a Matthew Perry level take. <laughs> oh, if only. If only I could get to that level. That's the dream. Oh, man. I should be rushing in. Not that fool. Me, the fool that rushes in. Whoa. Good Matthew Perry's movie career pull. <laughs> I remember. The, now new Matt movie, LeBlanc. <laughs> Matt Le- okay, I should be Ed. Actually, he's not Ed. Ed is the chimp that Matt LeBlanc is, is what I managing. think it's an orangutan, isn't it? Uh, I mean, the, we'll let philosophers debate that for centuries. Uh, <laughs> yes, the, yes. The, there's a oh, wait, scene... is, is the orangutan the one that Jason Alexander is friends with? That's Dunstan from Dunstan Checks In. That's a gorilla. Mm. Okay. So what's an orangutan then? An orangutan is like more orangey and has a real wide face. No, I know what it is, but what <laughs> movie is about an orangutan? I mean, there's an orangutan in the... New Planet of the Apes movies. All I got here is uh, Every Which Way But Loose. For, uh, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Philo Badeau, played by Clint Eastwood, is an easygoing trucker and a great fist fighter. This is the orangutan movie? <laughs> they roam. He. What? Well, hold Not on. Jesse. Hold on, Jesse. What? Jesse, what? No, what's a movie? <laughs> I, what are you talking about? <laughs> Jordan. With two friends, Orville, who promotes prize fights for him, and Clyde, the orangutan, the orangutan. you won on a bet, he roams the San Fernando Valley in search <laughs> of cold beer, country music, and the occasional punch-up? Elliot, you must have seen this movie, right? I've actually only seen the second one, Any Which Way You Can, <laughs> or Every Which Way You Can. And there's a scene in that right. movie that made me, it was like the entire movie of Sucker Punch in two shots, which is uh, Clint Eastwood is having a punch up with somebody and there's a, a very busty woman in the background. And of course, being who I am uh, on a on a lizard level, I was like, oh, I wish I could see her boobs closer. And the camera zooms in on her boobs. And I was like, <laughs> never have I gotten what I wanted from a movie and felt so disgusting afterwards. <laughs> like that the movie right. that the filmmaker, you have to imagine, was like, I don't know if it's Hal Needham, I think, or somebody, whoever's directing it was nudging the camera and being like, zoom in, zoom in, trust me, this is making the final cut, zoom in on those. Like, <laughs> Zoom well, in, we're going to give young Elliot a sexual complex <laughs> that he'll deal with for the rest of his life. We're, we're going to make Elliot think that his, that his sexual whims control film right in front of his eyes. <laughs> It's going to be hilarious. I, I recommend Every Which Way But Loose, which not only co-stars Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo, but also Ruth Gordon. Now, there's some knockers I'd love to zoom into. <laughs> yeah, I think this is for Elliot. For you, we uh, we had a little run a couple episodes ago, uh, reading off Burt Reynolds' weird long filmography. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Okay. you know, there's the ones you've heard of, and then there are 40 more. And to be clear, I was like a lot of people thought that I was reading from like the plot descriptions or something like that. I was reading directly from the posters. Like all Burt Reynolds movies had the plot of the movie written on the poster. Oh yeah, a Burt Reynolds poster is like the back of a paperback. It's like it's going to tell you <laughs> yes, the whole summary. Completely. Now by Burt Reynolds movies that I've heard of you're talking about like Without a Paddle, that kind of stuff, right? Gator. Yes. Mostly yeah, just yeah, Gator. Sure. Gator, Hooper, does Booper, not, does not Scooter, Gator Gator. <laughs> yeah. Puker, Fluber, Groomer. It's more yeah. a dog groomer. Yeah. <laughs> Cucumber. Ca- yeah, Casper. <laughs> That's the money where he's a mattress. <laughs> Pops right out of the box. Scares you. A lot of people think it's the one where he's a friendly ghost, but it's it's right. the he one is, where he's he is a, a mattress. He's a very unfriendly ghost, reportedly a very unfriendly ghost. Yeah. Now, 
guys, on Jordan Jesse Go, we have a lot of new segments that we do a lot of work to create. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's not. It's not just. It's not just old chestnuts. Like which one of these guys is a, a utility player on the Texas A and M Corpus Christi baseball team? Uh, there's also new segments that you call into uh, that we haven't even introduced yet. So uh, let's take our first call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and Dave Gabori. Close. This is Colleen calling from Columbus, Ohio. No, I haven't been to Wario's Beef and Pork, so don't even ask. I'm calling in for your segment, Stank in the Wild. Uh, My husband and I were driving down the street, and we saw a personalized license plate that said, Mom Stank. (laughs) Now, I think that this person meant for space, maybe between the M and, or the S and the T, as in mom's tank. It was a rather large vehicle, but it just really looks like mom's tank. And I've been wondering ever since, is there a worse stank than a mom's tank? Okay. Love you guys. Brian, Sunny D, miss your laugh. Love you too. God, I love this mom stank license yeah. plate. I got to see if this is registered in California so that I can get get it for my wife for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about it is it also doubles as the first line of a touching one man show. Just like oh, silence, yeah. the the performer, the monologist walks out, a single spot hits him. He just looks at him and goes, "Mom stank." Mm. Mom stank bad. <laughs> you know, I remember it just like it was yesterday. Honey, what's wrong? You barely touched dinner. What's happening? Mom, I can't. With the stink, it's too much. I know it's because I work at the pork rendering plant. (laughs) It's what I've got to do to pay for your college. (laughs) Mom, I'm never getting into college. Go to your room. And then uh, blackout. And then the next thing he's playing another neighborhood (laughs) character. And then the mom goes to her room. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing that this is a one-person show because there's so much like back-and-forth dialogue. Oh, yeah. Well, well, but it's lo- pretty clear who's talking. I mean, Elliot's switching the goddamn hats, Jordan. And, and when I'm doing the show, this is my show, you can not You can see also one half of my face is the mom and one half is the young me. So, And I turn oh, the right side to the audience. That's a fun little piece of stagecraft. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, what, you know what I like about this uh, new segment that we created for the show, uh, Stank in the Wild? <laughs> <laughs> I like that this example is both wild and domestic stank. That's true. You're right. Yeah. yeah. That's. I mean. I mean, humans are encroaching onto our wild spaces more than ever. <laughs> so this is yeah. a pointed commentary about the erosion of our natural parks. Yeah. We have one more new segment for you this week. So uh, let's take a listen to this call. Hi there, Jordan Jesse Go. This is uh, Jackson calling in with the uh, famous segment, Boring Historical Plaques. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just was driving down to Stillwater, Minnesota, saw a plaque, decided to stop and look at it, and the plaque is there to commemorate a previous plaque that I guess was <laughs> torn down or something. Wow. Uh, the plaque is there to remind us that this is where the original plaque once stood for like a logging operation or something. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Man, uh... I really thought it would be it would be tough to have a boring historical plaque. Those things are riveting. They tell they tell the tale of our nation and its history. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is a pretty boring 
plaque. Now, the only more boring plaque that I could think of than a plaque that commemorates uh, a previously erected plaque is a plaque uh, that commemorates plaque. Right. The uh, the buildup. The buildup that happens. Yeah. The buildup on our teeth. If if you don't floss or. Uh, brush a couple times. Now, I would say, I would postulate that there are no boring historical plaques, and I would Mm. say this one is also not boring because it raises a mystery. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I know you got this off the dome. Listen, if you have Friends cast members post Friends movies off the dome, you gotta have (laughs) a top three plaques. Go. Let's hear them. What are they? I mean, for real, or are yeah, they like like funny ones or real? I don't know. Elliot's real top three plaques. I'll tell you top three plaques, and I'll tell you the building that should have a plaque on it, but does not have a plaque on it. And You're it great. is an outrage that it does not Good. have a plaque on it. Yeah, great. I once saw a plaque that was commemorating Answer a question guy- I didn't ask, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I once saw a plaque commemorating a guy who delivered medicine in the snow in the 19th century just one time he did it. But apparently he did it so heroically they put up a plaque for him. Great. I thought that was really fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there was a plaque. In a on a there's a plaque on a house in uh, Springfield, Illinois. Oh no, sorry, not Springfield, Illinois. Sorry, in Gettysburg, uh, Pennsylvania, where Abraham Lincoln may have sat and written part of the Gettysburg Address. They don't know for sure, <laughs> but uh, the plaque was very open about the fact that they did not know for sure if he worked on the Gettysburg Address and that at all. Yeah, the only thing they were a hundred percent on was that they had made a plaque. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. And. Uh, what would what would I say is my third favorite plaque? There's so many that I like. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it could be a top four. I think. Well, um, let me. I'll. Do you want to? Do you want to phone a friend? No, no. You know Dan, what? I think there's specifically. This is, a, this is kind of not. This is not what you'd normally call a plaque. This is more of a commemorative freeze. But in uh, in the cafe area of my sure. first dorm at NYU, University Hall, there was a commemorative freeze to the famous German restaurant Lu Chow's, which once stood at that spot. And so I was like, you know what? I like that this is commemorating not something that is like, you know, so historical, like a famous politician or something, but a famous, what was once a New York landmark restaurant, the famous Lu Chow's, a restaurant so famous, Fred Astaire, in his memoir, mentions eating there as a child. And it's like, Fred Astaire, you did so much famous stuff in your life. You don't have to mention you ate at this restaurant nobody remembers anymore. (laughs) But it was apparently well-known enough to him that he had to. So those are my three favorite real plaques. Now, I'm telling you, the building that needs to have a plaque and if they've added it in the past few years, I apologize. But it's I don't think Elliot's they have. It's spectacular on insulated garage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it says here in this spot, Elliot was on Jordan Jesse Go receiving a certain amount of ribbing that was not totally deserved over the state of his career. <laughs> Again, considering he had only moved into the house less than two years before. Uh, there's a house in uh, the. And he defended himself ably, but. Somewhat echoingly. <laughs> there's a there's a house in Manhattan that I'm trying to remember if it's in the 30s or the 20s where Chester A. Arthur was literally sworn in as president of the United States. It's the same building where the famous spice rest, uh, spice store Sahadi's is located. I think it is. I think it's Sahadi's is there. And uh, when he heard the news that uh, James A. Garfield had finally succumbed to the assassin's bullet and then repeated infectious finger probings of his doctor over the several months since that bullet lodged itself near his spine. Uh, That's the building where Chester Arthur was sworn in as president. And as far as I know, the last time I walked by it, there was no plaque commemorating that event. It looked just like any other building. And it's like, how many buildings in New York were presidents sworn in at? Meanwhile, 
over in over downtown near Wall Street, you got a statue of George Washington being sworn in as president. It's like, yeah, we get it. He was president. What about what about Chet Arthur? Come on, man. I know he's got his statue over in Madison Square Park, but that's not enough. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And Chet Arthur I, I is there... a much more important president. <laughs> yeah, very much. Well, if you talk about the civil service, then he is, yes, thanks to the Pendleton <laughs> Act, which he pushed for and signed. But anyway, Jordan, what were you going to say? I was at that building actually kind of recently, and not only is there no plaque, but it's just a Jersey Mike's now. <laughs> oh, even worse. Yeah. Even wor- Although, I mean, Chester Arthur did love hoagies. <laughs> so. Yeah, drenched in olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> He fa- he famously said, "I don't know if this is I, I don't know if this is apocryphal." Elliot, you're quite the presidential scholar. Maybe you know. I will I, say I've read I have read every book written on Chester Arthur. There are I think five of them. Yeah. So I, yeah. what I heard he said uh, was, "I'm glad to be sworn in as president here in New York, but I wish I was in New Jersey so I could get one of their famous olive oil drenched hoagies." <laughs> he did say that, but people thought maybe he was it was just nerves talking because he was holding one of those hoagies at the time. <laughs> yeah, and they, right. And yeah, fact, he was he, drenched in olive oil. <laughs> in fact, and the the Bible, the real Bible that Thomas Jefferson used is now drenched in olive oil because that's the one that he used to swear in on and it's <laughs> it's just double history. Double history that it belonged to Thomas yeah. Jefferson then was drenched by the olive oil from Chester Arthur's Jersey Mike's uh, hoagie. Give me the Bible and give it to me Mike's way, they say. (laughs) (laughs) Just oily. (laughs) If you have a segment for Jordan Jesse Go, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, I'm Janet Farney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or a time of angst, disappointment, and confusion. We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is, it was both. So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan-Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage. The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun. Hi. Are you someone who thinks that when one door closes, another one opens? Someone who always sees the light at the end of the tunnel. If you answered yes to one or both of these questions, good for you. We are not those people. Nope. I'm Annabelle Gerwich, and I'm a, you know that other door opening? It probably leads to a broom closet kind of person. And I'm Laura House. When I see a light at the end of a tunnel, I assume it's a train headed right toward me. Laura and I have created a brand new podcast for people like us. It's called Tiny Victories. We're sharing personal tiny victories or things we've read or seen that inspire resilience. So if you're looking for a tiny reason to get out of bed each week, subscribe to Tiny Victories. Available on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get tiny. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elliot Kalen, try it. Why not? When something momentous happens to you, like someone hands you a delicious olive oil drenched Jersey Mike's hoagie, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN. Or I guess if you're 
uh, you know, finally sworn in as president because the president has succumbed to the assassin's bullet and the numerous infectious finger probings of his doctor. I, I mean, I've got to assume that's less likely now. F- doctors tend to use their their uncovered, unwashed fingers less often to probe bullet wounds in, in presidents than they once did. But well, the last wrong, time America. I got shot, granted, Elliot, I'm no president. <laughs> Elliot, I'm no president, but the last time I, I I had a bullet lodged near my spine, the probings were incessant. Just some really extraordinary. They'd be like, "Well, it's eleven o'clock, got a probe," and I'd be like, "You just probed at eight thirty, you know what I mean?" And he's like, "Well, I've been out in the garden, you know, digging up the radishes, <laughs> right? You know." I was just separating my recyclables, gloveless, and I thought I'd, I'd probe your wound. Just, just drenching some sandwiches in oil. <laughs> also, I just, I just finished my shift over at Jersey Mike's. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that they only hire medical doctors for that job. Like, why are the, why are the doctors taking it? At Subway, they're sandwich artists, and at Jersey Mike's, they're lunch doctors. Yeah. And they they want to make sure that there's actual degrees to back it up. Yeah. And residencies. I mean, not just mm-hmm. the degree, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Uh, and when and some... Quiznos, Quiznos, all convicted gangsters. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Actually have to be made men. To work Is that why they're always <laughs> saying, here's your sandwich, see? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when something momentous happens to you, like you finally finish your residency and, and get that MD and, and go to work at Jersey Mike's, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org, just as has done this very person now. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. It is currently 11.30 at night, and I just turned in the final manuscript for my first published novel. It is the first in the series that is half fantasy adventure, half kinky gay erotica about a human being captured by and then falling in love with an orc. And I couldn't be prouder. Um, I'm releasing the second one later this year, and I'm just so excited for people to start reading them. Uh, Love you guys. Get dressed every day. Yeah, this is fantastic. I'm really happy... um... I'm really happy that uh, Dr. Seuss got canceled because it really opens up some new lanes in the right. publishing industry. Um, and representation matters. I mean, if you're a kidnapping gay orc, mm-hmm. uh, you should be able to see yourself in America's novels. <laughs> a kinky one. Specifically a kinky one. <laughs> God, I love this. I want to read yeah. this book so bad. I'm sick of these, <laughs> sick of these vanilla orcs. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the lights when we do it. Yeah, missionary again. I, I don't do oral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of I guys? I don't know if you know the answer to this question. Maybe I'm just you know pissing in the wind here. But what kind of dick does an orc have? Boy, that's an excellent question. Um, hmm. I would guess honking. Yeah, <laughs> that's my first guess. They're beefy. They're beefy critters. Yeah, <laughs> seen are. enough Lord and Lord of the Rings movies to know that these are some these are some beefy boys. So yeah. I would I would I would I would wager that yeah. under the loincloth or beneath the armor. To be clear, this would be one of those wagers you do at uh, at that uh, fancy British uh, Barclays or whatever, uh, where you can bet on you know t- you can get insurance on Tina Turner's legs and stuff. Oh sure, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah Lloyd's of London, yes, yes, yeah. the Lloyd's of London. Yeah, because you want to you, you wa- guess you how big an orc's the- dick is. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> right, mate. 
<laughs> you say it's a chunker, then. <laughs> the thing is, you've got to, you've got to, to, you got to establish in the bet whether you are talking about erect, flaccid, yeah. or right. half erect, right. and you got to talk about whether it's orcumcised or non-orcumcised. That's the thing. <laughs> Elliot, Kalen, for your podcast. Oh man, what about Gollum's dick? What's going on down there? Man, that's got to be a, a weird little monster, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm imagining sort of a brown banana slug. Yeah, I mean, like a wiggler, sort of a wiggler. I, I imagine him having a wiggly dick. <laughs> like wiggly like he shakes it around a lot i don't know no it kind of undulates that's what i'm imagining like, oh i see <laughs> like you a know cur- I mean? like a curvy earthworm so yeah, yeah. I, I imagine it's kind of like it's kind of like um one of those party favors where you blow it into it and it goes and uncoils and then yeah coils that's what back up again. Dick is like yeah <laughs> and those oh, those elf dicks they're just beautiful oh, oh so speed. elegant Gorgeous, and a yeah. really perfect sort of upward curve on an right. deck, I think. Yeah. Not so much curve that it looks weird. Like it's not not like a like an elephant trunk, but no. curved elegant just enough curve that you're like, if this was no, a straight line. Like a strange. scimitar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. The perfect sword. The the yeah. most the sexiest of the swords. Yeah. Is this a new segment on the show, Tolkien Dicks? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Tolkien dicks. Yeah, yeah. To- it's yeah, when like we're talking about right? dicks. We're talking yes. about Tolkien. Yeah, okay. It's yeah, called. It's there. called. It's called J.R.R. Porkin. <laughs> where we t- or what we talk? Where are we talking about with the denizens of Middle Earth or Packin? Hey, everybody, welcome to J.R.R. Porkin. <laughs> Today we're talking about the Balrog. Interesting. <laughs> you shall pass, sir. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the furriest dicks in Middle Earth. <laughs> That's right, it's Hobbit time. <laughs> time for second breakfast. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You reach a certain age, you gotta scour your shire. That's just the way <laughs> it goes. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, my only disappointment here is that we did not get a plug for this novel because I would have already. Mm. I mean. We've been talking a lot about placing pre-orders for the Bubble Graphic novel, and we're proud of everybody that's called up or or visited their local independent bookstore and ordered Jordan's uh, uh, upcoming graphic novel. But um, I think this is something that we should be plugging. I mean, it just feels like what we do here. Yeah, I'm prepared to throw a little bit of shine on this. So, and you know, and like obviously, you know, th- there's some questionable behavior going on, like calling and using our, you know, immense, immense audience to, yeah. you know, plug your project. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we can do for this book what we've done for Wario's Beef and Pork. Yeah. <laughs> which is skyrocket it to national prominence. Sure. So yes, I, I, I think I know where you're going with this, Jesse. I think I think I think if if the author is listening, let's get a follow up call, let's get a title, let's get a release date, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, and maybe uh maybe we can get him on to read a passage at some point. Jordan, I don't think it was just us rocketing Wario's beef and pork to national prominence. Do you follow uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez on uh, Twitter? Because the other day... Twitch. I'm I'm here for her Among Us content. Yeah, the other day... (laughs) 
The other day she tweeted, I say she, I guess it could have been her press secretary or something, but the other day she tweeted that uh, Wario sauce is jizz. Well, I mean, hey, listen, I'm, uh, I'm, I can admit when I'm wrong. I'm not too big yeah. to admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. Except says, down there. She tweeted, she, <laughs> yeah. she reply tweeted Sorry. to herself and said, uh, sauce is a jizz word. Well, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not about to, I'm, hey, listen. It's I get you guys I guess it's jizz. There. I'm uh yeah. I'm joining the group. Elliot, did you know that sauce is a jizz word? I mean there's part of me that never didn't know it. <laughs> I feel like but... <laughs> there's a, the that kernel of knowledge is born into each human. Right. <laughs> we all fear snakes and we all know that sauce is a jizz word. <laughs> Let's take one more momentous occasion call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Elizabeth calling from Oregon with a momentous occasion. Um, I haven't uh, called you guys in a very long time, but this is like an old school, uh, early days JJ Go momentous occasion, which is that my family just got a pair of donks. And I met them for the first time last night, and I'm standing with them right now. Their names are Annie and Allie, they're beautiful adult donks, they're best friends, and I'm really excited that they're part of my life now. So this is my momentous occasion, uh, donks 2021. I'm so happy. They're so beautiful. I wish I could send a photo through the phone. They have the most gorgeous, long, soft ears and the softest little snouts, and they lick you with their tongues, mm. and it's very gentle mm. and rubbery. Mm. Uh, and they come up behind you if you're not paying attention to them and nudge you with their heads so that you will turn and stroke their gorgeous necks. And they're just perfect. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. My momentous occasion, donks. Love you guys. Bye. I just want them to know that I love them. That's too bad there's no way to send a photo through a phone. Yeah, I had the same thought. <laughs> too bad. It's just it's too bad that can never happen. It won't happen. <laughs> Maybe in the far-off world of the future. <laughs> yeah, where food is pills, and uh, <laughs> we're all playing golf on the moon. <laughs> mm, uh, yeah. Zeke North, uh, send the donkey picture on the astro, <laughs> astro scanner yeah. over to the Mars base. <laughs> yes, master, I am your robot slave. <laughs> it's just too bad donks went extinct all those centuries ago. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> Curse this horrible future we live in. <laughs> And that's this week's episode of Perversions of Science on HBO. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Stay tuned for a new episode of Alan versus Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys love Zeke Norf or do you guys love Zeke Norf? You know what I mean? That guy. <laughs> it's just cool guy. Fucking yeah. guy. It's one of the funniest robot slaves I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like the guy's always got a zinger. That's always guy's got always got a line. And if it's not a zinger or a line, of course it's a it's a pratfall. <laughs> and if it's not that, it's a spanner, whatever that is. Yeah, it's, it, he reminds me of the greatest character in all of storytelling, C three PO. That's right, Jesse. I'm starting a beef <laughs> with a former guest. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Elliot, Caitlin, coming in with the heat. Famously on Jordan, Jesse, go. Wait, who, uh, who, so Tom, someone, someone did hate C three PO, right? Yeah, yeah. our oh. friend Tom Sharpling from Tom the best Sharp. show, uh, from yeah, the best yeah. show, uh, among other podcasts, um, uh, came in here with a with. I'm going to say 
a stunningly coherent argument against C-3PO, who he called not only bad, not only a detriment to the Star Wars franchise, but the worst character in all fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and it was, he was just going down the checklist of why I didn't like it, and I was just listening going, yep, love it, yes, why I like him, perfect. Sharp, Sharpling's like, he's always complaining, and he always gets in the way. He never helps. I was like, yes, exactly, just That's what good. I want out of him. Yeah. Do you, Elliot, do you have, is there... Does someone jump to mind as the worst character in Star Wars to you? Who would you put in that slot? Uh, well, it's it's hard it's hard for me to uh to uh say this, but probably the worst character would be uh and I just hate to say this because I don't want to be seen as racist, but that little furry guy who goes ah in the Jedi Rock segment that they added into Return of the Jedi Special Edition. Oh, uh, yeah. they, they took a perfectly good dance number, Lapty Neck by Cy Snoodles and the and uh, the Max Rebo Band, sure, sure. and instead replaced it with this horrible song that's kind of like a fake space blues thing. And Cy Snoodles, the star of the show, as far as I'm concerned, gets pushed out of the way for this little hairy guy that just kind of yells into the into the camera. So that right there, worst character in Star Wars, right there, I I think. Okay, best song in Star Wars. Well, the best song in Star Wars is obviously the Cantina Band song. Come on, guys, I'm not even gonna make a joke. That's the best song in the in, the, in everything. That's like I could I could make a That's joke and song. say something obscure. That's the what be, about it's maybe Love the best song Nub or was. whatever it's called? What about this uh, fucking Nub, Ewok song? This shit Yub rules. Nub, it is underrated, Yub Nub, the Ewok song. I like the way it builds, but uh-huh. uh, the Cantina Band song I can't listen to it without dancing and take, getting a drink with my favorite uh, alien cohorts. You know, Mama and Adon, Snaggletooth, all my favorites. You know, so. <laughs> God, I love my bomb day now. <laughs> One of my you know fucking who, faves, You know who too. I think the uh, worst character in Star Wars is? Who's that? Uh, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's my hot great. take. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, the, I, mean I, guess, I, like the, I like the part where he gets the purple milk out of that space walrus. <laughs> oh, that was great. It's yeah. yeah, it's I mean you can't talk about that character since Dr. Seuss has been canceled. But anyway, the uh <laughs> that, that 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 kind of seago shore living space cow is very much a Seussian character. But it, uh actually now that I think about it, uh maybe Lord Snoke. Maybe that's my least favorite, the villain from the uh the first two of the new newer Star Wars movies. Where they were like not a Snoke fan. If, yeah. They're like, what if the Emperor was thinner? <laughs> I'm like doesn't do it for me. I like my curvy emperor. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. Sure, real emperors have curves. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. JJ go at maximumfun.org. Uh, if you want to send us a voice memo, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elliot Kalin, 75% off at participating retailers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's even better than half-price books. <laughs> yeah, sales have not been good. Speaking of, guys, have you ever, has this ever happened to you? Sorry to derail the conversation <laughs> again. You, you go into a used book Elliot, we brought you, you into and... this program to rail all our conversations. <laughs> I apologize. Uh... <laughs> You go into a used bookstore. You're like, there's some cool books on here. Let me look at the price that is written in pencil on the front uh, right. page, as is the code for all used bookstores. And you go, 
whoa, this is the price of a new book. Yeah. Hold on a second. I feel like there's a there should be a tacit agreement between you and any used bookstore owner that you are going to get a deal yeah. on a book that is not a historical artifact of some kind. And yet, just yesterday, I was in a used bookstore, and I was flabbergasted at the normal retail price of these books. <laughs> they just you, write, what do you do in They just situation? write over the price on the back in pencil and add a dash. <laughs> this, that's, it's a dash. We added a dash. <laughs> Elliot here giving a shout out to Red Books in Eagle Rock. <laughs> No, no, that's that's. I'm thinking, talking about a different uh, Atwater-based uh, bookstore. Oh, 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 oh. Mm. well, then then positive shout out to Red Books in Eagle Rock. That's a nice bookstore. Oh, that's a great store. Yeah, I bet they that's would. That's a good store. I bet they would order Bubble. I mean, it's a used bookstore, but they probably got connections. There's probably a guy on Craigslist. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Got a big pile of them <laughs> under his koalas. Sure. Yeah. No, red books I go into, and I'm like, how, let me take a look at the price of this book. Hey, this is less than I would pay for a new book. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, Are the pages a little bit for. yellow? <laughs> Just, did someone underline something in here and then write next to it the the problem I'm having? Question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never know exactly what they were referring to. Yeah. Will this fix my marriage? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, we should explain that Elliot really only goes to the used bookstore to check out uh, advice books about ED. Uh, <laughs> sure, hey, you so. don't want to pay full price for those dance. things. <laughs> no, no, come on, because they don't work. That's the thing. Yeah. You buy them knowing it's not going to work, so why pay full price? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't jack <laughs> off to them or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. There's, there's a book that says, it's called Curing Your ED, and you open it, and the front page is just a photo of a naked person, and it just says, did this do it? <laughs> like, what about this? <laughs> what if, yeah, turn the what page. This? this one? Is it, does a... this do it for you? Well, what are you into? Well, I don't know if I can help you. you got to help me on this one. <laughs> I, can't just keep, I can't just keep showing you random images. <laughs> I'm a book. <laughs> I, once got, I once got a call. When I lived in New York City, I, I used to be a theater goer. Yeah. Uh, and I got a call from... Uh, I think it was the Lincoln Center, uh, their play theater. Their you know stage regular stage plays, not opera or ballet or anything. Yeah, and the you got a call like, hey, from. We you... get it. You got a call from Winton Marsalis. Yeah, it was Winton Marsalis saying, "Hey, Elliot, do you want to buy subscription tickets?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know." And he's like, "Well, how much would you want to pay for subscription?" And I was like. I don't know. And the guy said, hey, well, I can't help you unless you help me. And I went, you called me. And it was in that moment, the guy realized he had crossed a line. And he was like, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Gamelons, we have Gamelons. Uh. <laughs> it was when Marcellus, he called you, Elliot, and he said, how many people do you think should be in a jazz band? Is it 55? <laughs> <laughs> A little Wynton Marsalis humor for the listeners at home. Uh, <laughs> Elliot Kalen, one of the co-hosts of The Flop House, one of my favorite podcasts. Jordan, I know it's one of your favorite podcasts as well. Love it. Oh, thanks, Love it guys. when Glenn Weldon's on. Love it when uh, he's not on. G-dub. Yeah. <laughs> That's how uh, good it to, is. That's how I'll good it is. I'll listen to anything Glenn Weldon. Shout out to Glenn Weldon, by the way. The other day, I texted Glenn Weldon. I said, what's a good Batman? And he said, get Batman 66. Your son Oscar's going to love this thing. Guess what my son Oscar loves? Batman 66. Yeah, you nailed it. It's a lot of fun. Daddy enjoys it, too. It's got a lot of <laughs> zip a to it. creepy way to put it. Have you watched, have either of you watched that, uh, the Adam West Batman movie with your kids or any of the TV show? I have. It's very boring, uh, <laughs> but a lot of things that I liked happened in it. <laughs> 
a lot of parts where Adam West wanders around and says something in a funny Adam West voice. Like the extent of Adam West's actual, genuine, on-purpose funniness in the Batman TV show and movie uh, basically cannot be overstated. Like he is so spectacular. He's carrying the whole show on his weird talking shoulders. His weird talking, not particularly broad shoulders. Hmm. That's why the the story that I love about the Adam West Batman TV show, which is like, it's one of those shows that I don't know how for decades it seems like people didn't realize the show was in on the joke. Uh, Like you would see stuff about it, describing it as if it was like a dumb show, and it's clearly like this is a comedy show. But uh, that because Adam West's Batman was supposed to be in like his 20s, but Adam West was clearly not in his 20s. That they would hire old, you know, middle-aged men or older to be the henchmen, so that it would look like he was a young man fighting. Like, <laughs> so all those guys henchmen are like fifty-five. <laughs> so you see him, you see him fighting a lot of henchmen with white hair, <laughs> like guys who are not in good shape, and you're like, this really isn't that much of a fight. like fifty-five-year-old guys who are crammed into like little sailor suits, <laughs> or whatever Penguin has them dressing like. <laughs> Poor Starbird, get him. (laughs) (laughs) My son was so excited to watch that Batman movie. And uh, like, I remembered loving it as a child, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is very boring. (laughs) And I I still enjoyed it. Like, I want to be clear. I did still enjoy it because there's that part where he's looking for somewhere to throw away the bomb. That's really funny. And then a bunch of nuns are wandering around on the wharf. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, but man, is that a slow moving movie? <laughs> okay, well, we've covered that topic. Uh, Elliot Kalen, co host <laughs> of the Flop House. Uh, I recommend that you uh, check that out. You don't, you don't only have to listen to the Glenn Weldon episode, but you probably should listen to the Glenn Weldon episode because there's no greater expert on Batman, especially campy Batman. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we don't talk about Batman in that episode. It's actually Ooh. about the movie Supergirl, so we talk more about Superman <laughs> than, than Batman. But but st- I think Batman gets mentioned once or twice, and I and uh, someone reminded me on Twitter that I postulated a theory in it that I stand by, that DC Comics traditionally are for children, and Marvel Comics, at least since the 60s, are traditionally for children who are old enough to feel ashamed of masturbating. <laughs> and so that's, that's the difference between their storytelling Techniques and their toes. Venom. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, definitely. Uh, this Venom has been lubricant is the wrong word, but he has really uh, <laughs> built like he has eased the relationship between me and my nephew, who is a who is about five years old. Yeah, lubricant is one hundred percent the wrong word there. The wrong word, and uh, but it's really uh, he lives in London and has taken to texting me videos where he asked me questions about Venom and <laughs> it's really helped us build I haven't been able to build too much of a relationship with him because he lives right. in another country but now we have a, like, yeah. a bond over which is Venom and how, how different superheroes got their clothes are mainly the questions that he asks. How is this related to uh, <laughs> to my daughter texting you videos where she asks you questions about Kaiju? Uh, it's very similar and she hasn't, she hasn't How many children are you asking are you answering video text messages to also how is it that you're sending pictures through a phone <laughs> I, was, I, I got a phone from the future uh-huh. right now i'm only whoa <laughs> right now i'm only texting uh junk pop culture explanations to two children okay but i'm hoping to go nationwide in 2022 perfect like that public television show that you call into to get homework help 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only it's about lesser lesser characters who fight Spider-Man. Lesser? Okay, uh, well, we don't need would, to get into that. Yeah, Open oh, that well, okay, all right, all right, okay. okay that's, wow. a whole, that's a whole other yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, hey, now that we're talking comic books, uh, Elliot, I really enjoyed uh, issue one of Maniac of New York, oh. the comic book of yours that is on stands now. Thank you very much. For those who are not aware, Maniac of New York is from Aftershock Comics. It is an idea that I brought to them, and uh, they matched me up with the great Andrea Muti, who is a fantastic comic book artist. Uh, and the story is basically, if I was going to boil it down into a nutshell and then serve that nutshell to you as kind of an amuse-bouche before a larger meal, mm-hmm. which would be the series itself. Yeah. Uh, the series itself is, is in the far- form of a foam, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very hard to chew. There's no texture to it. Um, the the series is kind of like if if The Wire, instead of being in Baltimore and being about drugs, was set in New York and was about a sort of Jason Friday the 13th type slasher killer. Uh, and it's my—I'm I'm playing in it with all the ideas that I had f- over the years for a better version of Jason Takes Manhattan. But it's kind of about how a, a crisis— comes to pass in a city uh, where you cannot totally ignore the problem, but you can do your best to ignore it, and life warps its way around it in some ways, and in other ways stays totally normal. Uh, and the second issue uh, will be on stands uh, this as we're, we're recording this on a Sunday, but it's going to be on stands this Wednesday, March 10th. The first issue sold out, and uh, the second printing of that just came out last week. So if you missed the first issue, it's back on stands, the second printing. The second issue is going to be out. And uh, it's a combination of kind of a little bit of satire and a little bit of horror. And as you'll see, some balls-to-the-wall action is coming up in comic book form. Uh, but it's a, uh, a, you know, it's just an escapist thing about how a problem that's killing people can be ignored by the government. Uh, until it becomes the new way that people just live. <laughs> yeah. So if you ever feel like checking your brain at the door, Maniac of New York. <laughs> Sounds crazy. Jordan, I don't know if you saw this. Maniac of New York issue one uh, got an unsolicited endorsement from comic book reading celebrity Patton Oswalt. Wow, that's great. I, it was very. I was very excited about that. On Twitter, he just started talking about how much he liked it, and it was yeah, totally unsolicited. There's. And I mean, when you're talking, I mean. Pr- Probably the, when you're, there's a lot of things, but when you're talking comic books, there's got to be an Oswald bump, yeah. right? I would think so. Yeah. I would I would think so for sure. Yeah. At yeah. least in Columbus, Ohio, bare minimum. <laughs> Elliot, you mentioned <laughs> that you originally wrote this as kind of like your your version of Jason Takes Manhattan. Can, I have a pitch that maybe you could bring to your publisher if they were interested, because uh, I actually mm-hmm. have a pitch based around very same idea, better better my take slash my take on uh, Jason takes Manhattan. My idea is there's a talking frog. Uh, he's okay. friends with a, a bear comedian and he has a sort of on again, off again, girlfriend who's a glamorous pig. And they, <laughs> they and their various uh, puppet friends uh, head to New, to New York city to put on a Broadway show. Okay. What do you think of this idea? Uh, what I like and about it is... And they meet a is... hot waitress who doesn't work much afterwards. I looked it up on IMDb. <laughs> the, the waitress in the, or the actress playing the waitress? This is a comic <laughs> book pitch, Elliot. There's no actress oh, this, I'm sorry, I forgot. Book. This is a comic book. Oh, right, right. Uh, is there any way that 
it could end with you seeing their Broadway show and being like, oh no, this does not deserve to be on Broadway. <laughs> this, uh, this is, this is it does off, not reach off the Broadway bare, at best. At oh, at best. At best they should have stuck. This is it. a black box at the public. Perhaps this this passed muster at their college. Yeah. Uh, but but on the Great hmm. White Way, I'm sorry, this isn't even glory days uh, level. This is in desperate uh, need of dramaturgy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love the idea. What would you call it? What would you call this this story? Uh, probably Morpets Take Manhattan. The characters collectively <laughs> are called the yeah. Morpets. <laughs> the Morpets. Sure, yeah. Okay, sure. Because <laughs> they're always they're they're half puppet, half morp. There's <laughs> 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 Cromit, Miss Wiggy. <laughs> now, now I have to I have to ask. This might be the wrong way to go yeah. about this, but what's what do you think a morp is packing under that one? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> oh, it's got to be an orc-sized big boy, right? Yeah. These, these morps are chunking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Elliot Kalen's been our guest. Uh, go get Maniac of New York. Listen to the Flop House. Don't be a turkey. Uh, Brian Fernandez, a.k.a. Sunny D, is the producer of the program. Our theme music, Love You, by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design, and our friends at Light in the Attic Records. By the way, wonderful record label in general. Really marvelous re-releases there on on Light in the Attic. Uh, You can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. You can find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris and at Jesse Thorne. You can find us on Instagram at Jordan David Morris and at put.this.on. We will talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.